2: plus they accept most insurance plans to get started visit plushcare.com slash weight loss that's plushcare.com slash weight loss
1: the eavesdrop no filter off kilter exclusively on spotify
0: Everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of The Eavesdrop. Uh, we've got a guest today. My name is Monica or
3: Francesca. Sometimes I get confused on how I should introduce myself. Hi, everyone. I am sure I'm Jelly. I only have one name. Call me Del, Delamar. It's the same.
1: Jude Rocha. JR, if you Yay. want, if we're close. Uh,
0: wow! Whoa. JR, JR, <laughs> always so cool, always so cool. Grab <laughs> it, Actually, don't. Right. don't well,
1: uh, nobody calls me that. This is Jude.
3: <laughs> well, this was an invitation. Uh, <laughs> we can make it a thing. Uh, thing J- yeah. No. Thanks, JR.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! No. Reminds you me. of Dynasty. <laughs>
3: oh, Dynasty. Tama, tama, Dynasty.
0: I know I just aged myself, but you know, dated myself. But no, okay. may, may remake. Ah. It. All right, <laughs> J. remake. Don't tie the remake. Ah, dama. <laughs> Don't remake. May JR <laughs> din, din, din. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. Well, hey, guys, you know what? We have a guest today, um, a very, very important guest, returning guest, actually. So thanks in advance. Um, our returning guest for today is a licensed psychologist in the Philippines and in California. She obtained her master's and doctoral degrees in clinical psychology from the Wright Institute in Berkeley, California. She completed pre doctoral and fellowship training at the Children's Hospital and Research Center in Oakland. No, actually, which is now UCSF Benioff.
2: Prior to returning to the Philippines, she was a director of a community mental health program in the San Francisco Bay Area. She holds private practice as a clinical psychologist, provides services and consultation to organizations, and is involved in the training and supervision of psychologists. She is president and co-founder of We Thrive Consultancy and Wellbeing Services Incorporated and the executive director and co-founder of Circle of Hope.
3: She started formal mindfulness training in 2008 and is a mindfulness practitioner. She is intensely tra- intensively trained, I should say, in DBT or dialectical behavior therapy, trauma-informed treatment, early childhood mental health, and mindfulness-based clinical interventions, among others. Please welcome back on the eavesdrop podcast, Dr. Joanna Herrera. Hello. Hello. Hi.
2: Hello, thank hi, so Doctor Herrera. It's been a year since we last saw you.
4: I know, I know, but it, it's but it's nice to be back. Your laughter welcomed me, and it was a moment of glimmer. Thank you.
3: Oh, yeah. thank you. That's how we're I getting think. by. Exactly. <laughs> yes. We need That's that. That's how Dr. we
4: need to get by. Oh yeah, yeah. You
2: know, we were hoping that the next time around that you you come to the show, we have other things to talk about. But lo and behold, we're
0: still in the same situation (laughs) as last year. Right. Better or worse? I don't know. Mentally, what do you guys think? (laughs) Doctor, what did you call it, Kanina? A collective?
4: It's a a collective and cumulative traumatic stress experience for all of us. Oh my gosh. Kalaki, cumulative, no? o, o
3: cumulative, cause uh, one uh, year na eh. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
0: Okay. And still going, and still going. Uh, you know what? I see that there's like layers now to my anxiety. Yeah. Uh, you know, first year you're, you're like, okay, I'm good. I talk to my friends, I'm okay. Tapos bigla, oh God, now, now, I mean, if, if we're to share, like my anxiety is all about the vaccine. When am I gonna get it? Bakit hindi siya pa available to me and to my other family? <laughs>
3: And why? So it's like all that, right? Obviously, I'm like this close to a breakdown. I'm because <laughs> 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 you see people getting the vaccines. Kung kung lahat tayo yeah, walang yeah. vaccine, parang mm-hmm. it's easier to take. Pero pagka may mga na una na, parang ka na papranigan ako ba may mahuhule? <laughs> oh, oh that, that's that's it. exactly it how Monica dreams. and I feel. <laughs> Kasi oh, kami yung walapa. Oh, ah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, Dr. Herrera. So, see, Jude and, and Delamar have been vaxxed already, completed. Wow. So, it's just Jelly and myself. Oh, how about you? I've had my first nice. dose.
4: Nice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because you're a Second frontliner. Yeah.
4: Are you considered front-liner? Well, <laughs> we were considered frontliners for the first couple of weeks of vaccination in Quezon City, and then they dropped us off. So <gasps> Yeah. well, But I've been <laughs> vaccinated, so I have to come back. Right, oh, right, nice. right, okay. right. Oh my God! Why would they drop you off I
0: like that? <laughs> <It's crazy. laughs>
4: we were on the list and then we weren't. Did that oh, cause oh you anxiety? <laughs> well, it caused me some anger. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Yes>. <laughs> Tama. You know, appropriate emotion. Okay, <sighs> Okay.
2: Right. Uh, Dr. we're we're going to get started because um, we asked our listeners what it is that they're going through right now so we can share it with you. And in general, everyone is dealing with anxiety and depression because we are still in this situation and they want to know how do we deal with that? How do we go about addressing that?
4: Yeah, um really mental health issues have skyrocketed over the pandemic. Um more than 80% say that they're definitely more stressed and anxious because of, you know, this ongoing crisis. Um I mean, first of all, I think I've said it before. I'm just going to say it again. It's a yeah. it's, you know, it's a moment of shared humanity. Right? Yeah. Um you know, even mental health professionals we are vulnerable too. You know, we are all vulnerable right. to to this situation, and so the first, you know, the first response that comes to my mind is really a lot of self compassion, a lot of self compassion, because mm. uh, sometimes, sometimes the, um, you know, the amplification of our anxiety and stress it can it can come from our inner critic, our mm. inner voice that says you have to be better at this have to be okay mm-hmm. you you should have you should know how to be resilient through this
3: right yeah. right yes no negative emotion allowed But really during a pandemic
0: it's like that inner voice that says I that but you should get over it get over it and go and you know persevere yeah like just adapt hard.
4: you know and just once adapt. you've adapted yeah. uh you know you, you just stay on course but it's it's really not it's that hard it's really. hard doctora
3: when you said self-compassion what is
4: that in real terms
3: like because it's 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 an easy thing to say but then people struggle with how to do it in in action Mm, in our daily how to apply
4: yeah Yeah. so self-compassion isn't it's not just a nice notion you know it's 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 evidence-based it's 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 a practice that's been researched many many times and has found to be really really important to well-being and you know, it has three components. So when we practice it, we want to be, uh, you know, we want to be thinking of these three components. One is, the first thing is mindfulness. And, and what it is, is really paying attention. It's it's putting awareness on ourselves, on our, our our inner experience, most of all, you know, so not pushing things away, but really giving ourselves a moment of real attention. This is what I'm going through. You know, this mm-hmm. this situation is hard for me right now. Like, I'm I feel like I'm suffering right now. So recognizing that and then um, recognizing that difficulty as, um, as a moment of common humanity, you know, so, so our usual autopilot mode can be, um, I should be better than this. Um, You know, I I should know how to deal with this, but, but it's self-compassion is different. You know, everyone experiences this and I, gosh, I I don't have to be perfect at this. Um, And then the third component is self-kindness. Like once you realize you're suffering, being able to turn to yourself, even with a micro moment of nurturance, Mm. even with one conscious breath, this breath is for me. Mm.
3: Just Mm. for me. Yeah, just for me. I think it's that's right. a bit more powerful coming from women because we yeah. are kind of kind of programmed to anticipate people's needs, mm-hmm. our children's needs, our husband's needs and yes, it's not yeah. always recipro- <laughs> reciprocal. <laughs> Especially with children and they, when they're
4: young. Uh-uh. So
3: I guess women women have to listen more to what you're saying about this, right?
4: I hope so. I hope so. You know, I mean, really I think Every, everyone needs self-compassion um but I, I, I think the more the more that we have this default autopilot mode of, of giving and and um, extending ourselves the more the more we need it
3: yeah and the more pressure you probably feel Kasi yes. banco, Pag wala mm-hmm. ka nang, na, you don't have any more reserve there's nothing to give right not even for yourself yeah.
0: there's nothing to withdraw uh-huh. Uh-huh.
4: exactly Dr. Herrera, is
3: it Sorry,
0: go go on though.
2: Go ahead. Is it practicing self-compassion if you're not extending help to those that are already saying that they're anxious, they're depressed, you know, they're sharing things about them, their feelings. Some of them would share that they're having suicidal thoughts, they want to give up. Is it practicing self-compassion if you stay away from that or you don't get involved with that
4: because you're going through the same thing? Mm yeah, um yes, and it's also compassion for them. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so jelly hel- helping is you know our our res- our reservoir for helping is our nervous system. and our nervous mm-hmm. system would lie, right when we when we are depleted, um, it's it's not just about the words we say or the overt actions that we do for others. So sometimes we might be extending ourselves, um, trying to be there, but when our nervous system is shut down, um, our implicit communication, uh, conveys a different message, so we're we're not mm. really going to you know we're not going to be effective in mm. in providing cues of safety and connection right, if right. Uh, if we're not really coming from that place ourselves. Correct. So, yeah.
0: What what can we do though if we do have you know we're in that position? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like me and my friend. We both need help. So yeah. what what. What should they do, or what help should they seek?
4: Yeah, so uh, observing limits is is part of self compassion, right? So it's not just a yes, you know, it's not mm-hmm. just uh, a, there's a no component to it. No, so that we can give ourselves in in a way that that would really make a, a, a positive difference to the other person. So mm-hmm. it's it's being able to say to a friend, you know, I really I really want to listen to you. Now isn't a very good time for me because I feel like I won't be able to give you what you need. But um, can we, like, can we schedule a time to chat, you know, Uh, so that you can, you know, so that you can put yourself in that place of being able to give.
0: Right. Um, In a better place.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or, Or sometimes it's really recommending that, you know, you know, I I feel like maybe another kind of support might be you know, might be more helpful to you. Like in as much as I want to be of help, maybe I'm not the best person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
3: what about because I've, you know, it's a tempting thought I think for me. In 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 humor I say I don't want to anymore. <laughs> I mean, I, it's like I it's like <laughs> an emotional fart. I say it so I get release and I acknowledge that. But what about right. people who are seriously contemplating, like giving up? What what can they do for themselves? And then, if you're the friend who sees this in others, what can you do?
4: Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I've I've um, actually heard uh, several teens, uh, clients, teen clients who have had to be at the receiving end of that from friends who are struggling and who are not in the care of a professional or not receiving mental health support. And and I I said, you know, I say to them, it's not a safe secret for you to keep, you know. Mm. So, um, you know, when when someone conveys that message, uh, you know, really, uh, well, one is we don't want to say, you know, you'll get over that. We don't yeah. want to say stop thinking, stop thinking about it, because they won't, right? They won't. They will just stop talking about it. So, um, so you know, you can you can you can ask, you know, what do you really mean? You know, what do you really mean when you say that? Mm-hmm. Uh, be, well, because we want them to be able to put into words what's what's really going on for them, and and when when someone really signals help in that way, I I would say really encourage them to see professional care as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As good as possible. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. What if they don't know? They don't know what's missing. Like uh, I had one express that he really doesn't know what's going on because he's surrounded by friends. He has family, but he feels so alone and he just wants to give up. Like he can't narrow it down to what's causing it. Like what the problem is. What if they have no idea, but they just feel like they don't want to get up. They yeah. can't sleep. Mm. they ha- There's mm-hmm. no motivation. There's no focus for Anything. What do you say to that?
4: Yeah, that, um, you know, that one that a lot of people are going through this, you know, that that this that this experience is is something that's, you know, that's happening to many people. So, you know, you're you're not like you're not at fault for experiencing this. You're not weak for experiencing this. You're not wrong for experiencing this. And we all deserve a space to be heard, even when we don't, and much more when we don't know exactly what's happening. Just, just a space to feel connected and safe so that we can begin to think through with more clarity what it is we're, we're going through. Right. Um, yeah.
3: Because sometimes being confused as to how you feel adds to the stress. Like yeah. if, if I know I'm yeah. sad because of something and I can identify it, then yes. it's kind of clear in my head and I can just proceed to the next question is to to, mm-hmm. to the next question, which is what to do next. But you don't even know it can yeah. add to the
4: confusion, right? Right. And the, and the confusion isn't just in our thoughts. Right. I mean, we know that the confusion is in our heart. The confusion mm-hmm. is in our nervous system. It's I think what we're really needing at that time is a co-regulation support um, which which is really important to stress regulation our our nervous systems aren't functioning in a vacuum you know we as human beings even mammals we're wired to connect so so we regulate ourselves through connection we feel right. safe through connection
1: yeah so, right
4: yeah
0: ooh so what do we do what are the real world things actions to do because i i remember feeling that i remember there was one day that i was just crying and i knew that it was just a bunch of stuff it wasn't one thing specific um and i didn't want to get out of bed i was really just like oh my god and my tears just didn't want to stop so But then, but then me and my character, my, the way I'm built is like, okay, I'm going to let myself cry and I'm going to get over it or I'll just, you know, let it run its course. You know, I'll, I'll let, I'll feel really bad this day. And then when I wake up tomorrow, I'm going to see, I'll assess myself. Yeah. Okay. How do I feel today? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then there, there are people who fire don't have those coping mechanisms. Um, And I do have friends like that too. They're just kind of stuck in this quagmire. They're stuck. Mm-hmm. you know so what like how can we mm-hmm. what can we do or what do we tell them you know what do you yeah. it's like hey tomorrow yeah. reassess yourself we can't do that right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah
4: yeah it's it's really the magic of micro micro practices and um, micro practice yeah like our, our team has okay. been you know, our 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 team has been our team of mental health professionals. We've really been big on restorative practices, um, and and we okay. ourselves are subs- we, we subscribe to, you know, to this platform where you know where, where we can learn about restorative practices. We have a consultant who, you know, who who helps us do our restorative practices as mental health professionals. And 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 what this is is um, there are micro practices that that we can do that we can. String these moments, small moments in everyday life, and it adds up to, you know, to being able to recover and restore our, our nervous systems back into its its zone of being connected, collected, and calm. So mm-hmm. it's not about really; it's not about big actions. Um, a lot of right. it is, would be small, small actions.
0: What yeah. are our micro practices? What What shall we do? What's a What's a good micro practice yeah
4: i mean self-compassion is a micro um, practice so right. okay so sometimes it's just recognizing oh this is like this is how i'm feeling and like what you did monica okay. i'm you know i'm gonna give myself time to feel this like mm-hmm. not to punish myself for feeling this right. that's that's a restorative practice that's okay. that's connecting with yourself it's okay. it's a practice of connection and acceptance it's very very restorative yes. um you know, sometimes it's just walking, like yeah. giving yourself a chance to get out of the house, even to walk for like 20 minutes. That already, um, you know, that that already shifts your mental energy. It gives you more mental energy. Mm,
3: right. Um, the breath that you were talking about, okay. right? Just the oh, breath yeah. for me. The breath. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yes. And it's not mm. selfish. It's you taking, if you take care of you, then you don't have mm-hmm. to... Uh, put that burden on somebody else.
4: Yeah, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Self-care yeah. is community care. Mm-hmm. Self-care right. is
3: community Aww. care. Yeah. Tama. Oh, oh, man, no? How about, I know I recently
0: read an article like, you know, you just kind of buy something that will make your room pretty mm. or your work from home environment. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll brighten it up like a nice, beautiful cup you know, a mug that you'll have your coffee in, stuff
4: like that. That can, that can be a restorative practice, One, I think paying attention to our space so that our space mm-hmm. provides us a context of well-being, of rest, of, mm, you know, yeah. being able to connect deeply with, with ourselves. That's, yeah. that's that's wonderful. Um, like what I've done, um, I have a small balcony outside the, the bedroom, which, you know, looks out to trees. So, you know, I've, I've really use that space now like I've put a writing table um a wooden chair oh, nice. you know yes. it's so my practice one of my restorative practices is sit spot I created a sit spot mm. where mm. I I can be with nature I I can you know I have a I have a place where I could sit quietly
0: um, I like that a sit spot. You know, look
4: at the sky
0: <gasps> do you think do you think that's why so many people are plantitas now? Oh yeah. So they're beautify, they're beautifying their space, right? And they're taking care of
3: something, yes. something they, living. They feel like they
2: have a, a purpose. Yes.
3: <laughs> well, that that's <laughs> great, right? I plants <laughs> I did a lot of gardening today. And that's why, yeah. as in, I was out there at eight in the morning, and I just came in at four. Garden katagal. Oh, wow. So, wow. <laughs> so in my mind, sabi maybe I will die. But you will live. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the... I found a way to, to talk to things because it's hard to right. be around people, which leads me to the next question. Somebody sent this to us. How do you deal with isolation? Because you said that we, we most need contact. We need to be connected. Mm, connection. Need, oh, oh. But what if I know two friends of mine live alone? and they've been at it since last year. So wh- how does one deal yeah. with the isolation?
4: Yeah, that's that's very, very hard. Um, you know, isolation, well, we can feel isolated because we're alone, but um, sometimes it's not necessarily because we're alone. Sometimes we feel isolated because we're dis- we feel disconnected. Mm-hmm.
1: No so idea. we might be
4: feeling dis- disconnected to ourselves, you know, right. um, in addition to feeling disconnected from others. So, so I would say like, um, how's your connection with yourself? You know, um, are, you, are you able to kind of spend some time um, to be intimate with yourself? You know, to, to be honest with yourself, to do things you love and to really like own that moment, embrace that moment um, with, with a lot of self-love or or is there a lot of like self-criticism because that that the the you know the isolation can be coming from that disconnection um you're right yeah yeah and then i think being creative with finding finding opportunities to join groups um you know i well this time some of the some of the gifts have been that the retreats that i've always wanted to join like in europe or in or in San
0: Francisco,
4: <laughs> I've had a chance to join them because um, they're online. That's cool. Yeah. You know, there are those creative ways Aww. of finding groups to connect. You really have to just check
2: in with yourself, figure out what's going on. Dr. Herrera, is it? Um, I'm borrowing a line from Frozen when I was chatting with a listener, which was just do the next right thing. You know, like when you just don't want to get up yeah. and you don't have any focus, you don't have a motivation. Just do the next right thing. Yeah, breathe. Yeah, get up,
4: yeah. take a
2: bath, <sighs> eat your breakfast. Like you have to break Brush it down to
4: really small things and, yes. and just do that. Is that yes. okay? That is. That's not just okay. That is great. That is great. Um, one because we're giving ourselves. Um, You know, the chance to scale our self-expectations to what we can control, what we can manage in the moment. So instead of thinking ahead to all these different things that I need to do to make things okay, it's just this next step, even if it is this next breath. And life is really that. I mean, it's really coming home to the present moment. Because if we can't come home to the present moment, the future is just anxiety right yeah. so so it's not just okay it's actually maybe the call <laughs> the call to well-being is yeah how can we be present in this moment
3: it's like that thing you were saying the micro um oh wait del- you're, del- you're muted, right. darling. Yeah, You were, that's you like go. what you said earlier about the micro uh what's the what's the term the micro practices. yeah but it falls under that too right
4: yes uh-huh. yes yeah
0: like when we put it this way, it's like, I can imagine if somebody is in a, a state of depression, it seems so, it seems like such a huge task, you know, a huge ask mm-hmm. to be present and aware. I mean, even me, yeah. like thinking about, wow, that's like a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> like we really got to put yeah. in a lot of work. But then, you, yeah, when we've all felt it, when you're in, um, in the middle of a depression um, spot, it's like, I, I don't want to work. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, it feels... Right?
4: it feels counterintuitive to what you're feeling because you're in the freeze zone, right? So our, our nervous mm-hmm. system has three basic states, uh, calm and collected, you know, our zone of thriving. And then when stress goes up, we can enter our our, our fight or flight zone, our, our sympathetic right. nervous system, we get agitated and, and angry. And, and when we stay too long in that zone or when stress gets even higher, then we go to our freeze zone. So we drop to yeah. exhaustion. Um, so it, it feels so, well, not just counterintuitive. We really lack the energy to, mm-hmm, um, you mm-hmm. know, to activate ourselves. So so it's it's also important to keep in mind that maybe sometimes psychiatric help is, you know, sometimes needed. really needed. Yeah, we, we need to de- yeah. destigmatize that and, and normalize that. Because, um, you know, sometimes at that point, medication support, you know, it's mm-hmm. is necessary and
0: can be helpful. It can right. be helpful. Oh.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Who yeah do but we so point so is to? exercise.
4: Okay. Um. Go on, yeah. Doctor Herrera. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm sure that um I I know that uh, you know, the Medical City, for example, has uh, an outpatient um, psychiatric clinic. Um, they have a Facebook page where you you know you can get in touch with someone, um and. And I'm sure if you go to the Philippine Psychiatric Association, you, you will find, uh, you know, um, information, more information about how to seek psychiatric consultation. And there's also Philippine Mental Health Association. So those are some organizations you can look up. Right. Okay.
3: Uh,
0: All right. Is it, a uh, no, is it expensive? Sorry, Del, real quick. Is it expensive? Yeah. Well, there. Maybe I feel that that would be a deterrent for a lot. of
4: There's people. a whole range, like um, you know, um, organizations like Philippine Mental Health Association. I, I I think they there's the fees are definitely lower for psychiatric services. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, but of course, if you go to a consulting psychiatrist who's doing private practice, yeah. that's a different you know that there's a different the need. rate. Um, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. So. So you can you can check out various options because there's a range there's a range, um, and Philippine General Hospital has psychiatric services too. So, okay. have
0: yeah, because I would think you know aside from the stigma, um, just the, the the cost of it, like oh my gosh, yeah, I don't have I don't have money, yeah, <laughs> to go to a right? Yeah, yeah.
3: oh I, I I'm sure yeah. that a lot of people think that
0: too. I, Okay, oh, sorry, Del. What were you? No, j- just
3: just uh, to to add to that, like during this pandemic, my husband and I, maybe because of the compounding problems of moving here plus the pandemic, we were getting into such a, a rough patch, and it was so easy in the United States, for example, it's they're covered by insurance to get you know therapy, mm. and <laughs> and so I was like, wow, this is this is convenient, and then. When I when we go to the office, there's so many kinds of people. There are moms and kids, there are elderly couples. Mm-hmm. So, you have this feeling that at least here, it, it's a it's something that they can access. The help is there. There's almost yeah. no stigma. Yeah. I mean, when, when when you tell people, yeah, we're going through therapy, it's not like, oh! you know, as a Filipino, because they're parang nahihiyas sila or or they don't want to like, be uh-oh. judged, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. so so there's a range. So it's the accessibility.
0: Oh, access. It is the accessibility. You no, know? so so, Doctora, would you th- would you say like you know, I mean, in your professional opinion, is it really all out there for for people to access? Like dells I mean, mm-hmm. maybe I don't know if they did a Google search or, or through their insurance. Or here's a list of therapists you can go to. Pero here mm-hmm. parang wala. Well, okay, well, oh, there, oh, there, okay.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, definitely, um, our our options, of course, are, are are more limited than in the U.S. I, Del, I I know exactly what you mean. I've, you know, in Berkeley, I've been in, I was in therapy for seven years. My right. husband and I did couples therapy for a couple of years. It's very resource rich in that way, right? Um, yeah. And of course, there there's a smaller group of of mental health professionals in the Philippines, and and right now we're all. You know, receiving so many referrals. Um, oh, okay. So there's there's really a lot to be said about how we need to to really grow this field um, here in our country. Um, but uh, you know, some of the things we're trying to do, for example, um, in in our organization, like for me, we we're we're trying to explore different service delivery systems, like exploring urgent care. You know, single session therapy where. You know, sometimes people just need that one session. One yeah, session yeah. to figure out yes. Yes, the Dr. next Dora. step. Okay.
0: Yeah. You know? Agree. So it's
4: not like you're committing to forever therapy, but, you know, yeah. how can we take you through the next step? Okay.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. That's nice. So this is something that you guys are looking into, developing... In the progress to launch, in the A-B progress steps. to
4: launch, in the progress to launch, okay. we're, we're you know, it's gonna start in a couple of weeks. Um, be, well, because people are on the wait list, so oh, wow. so we don't oh, want them wow. to be just waiting for the yeah. services, right? And it's the same for you know, for a lot of yeah, a lot for Yannis. organization.
2: Wow, Help. Dr. Herrera. <laughs> <laughs> <An> <laughs> Boy,
0: competing na naman dalawa? Competitive <laughs> An so yeah, and <laughs> Dell are always competing. <laughs> <think.
3: Lagi> <laughs>
2: uh, excited uh, just along the you know um since we're already talking about it, Dr. Hera, what about for those that are, you know, they have no choice? It's not like they can not get up in the morning. They really have to go to work. And work has somehow served as something that kept them going. Mm-hmm. But mental mm-hmm. health is still, or mental health issues are still not considered an illness or sickness at work. How do they go about that? Like they know they're going through an issue and maybe it's not really a good idea for them to be at work, but it's not considered a sickness.
4: Yeah, um, I would say, I mean, there, there are many, I think there, there are many ways to address that. One is, you know, try to see if you can if you can have a good talk with your boss, with your manager, with your supervisor. Um, we're doing a lot of work now, educating and training leaders, organizational leaders, business leaders in providing stress first aid so we can create a friendlier workplace environment for people who are struggling with mental health you know mm, and, and, yeah. and just for all of us so so your your manager might just be you know let's not assume that they wouldn't understand yeah so try to see mm. if you can have a good talk um and um you know take take the leave that you need take the rest that you need because otherwise it also impairs your productivity so if, yes. it's not just about you it's also about you know how you can contribute in a significant way and I, and I would talk to my manager like that you know I want to be yeah. you know I want to give the best of myself in this job in this work right. but I'm, I'm not at my best right now so you know can you you know if you can support me to you know to you know to to give myself what I need
3: right right so looking no, for allies, communication. Look that, for that's, allies. Yes. And my my mother in law took a mental health day. So so that's the thing yeah. here. Uh, there there's some legal problems, and so she said, "I said, aren't you supposed to be at work? Oh no, it's okay. I took a mental health day, and it's it, yeah. it's also a way to normalize it. So my question yeah. is, we talked to you um, a year ago, and. Ever since the, in the past the most recent years, there's this recognition that mental health, it's World Mental Health Month, you know? And so did, do you notice people shifting the way they, they look at therapy? Has there been more people coming to your offices, not just because of the pandemic, but because on social media, people are talking about it. And very famous people have been admitting you know, to certain things yeah. that, you know, they have?
4: Yeah, I mean, most definitely. I think it's a factor of two things. It's the factor of the need. There is definitely a surge in need because, um, I mean, you know, we're really, we're really suffering a lot from what, what's been going on. There's, it's, also, it's also an evolutionary moment, right? The, the pandemic is also asking us, showing us a different next normal. That we can step into. That's not just the breathless, frenetic lives we were living before. Right. And so, is there? Yeah. I think there's a transformation of consciousness globally, and I, I hope much more also nationally to, to shift towards really, really taking well-being as a priority. Like really putting it as the foundation of our 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 success. You know, where it mm-hmm. doesn't mm-hmm. stand in between ourselves and being successful it's really alongside and supportive of sustainable you know sustainable sustaining our dreams basically yeah Mm -hmm.
3: because it's hard for people to understand like of course when you contract a terminal disease or any disease for that matter you know people are quick to say yeah yeah you need to go to the doctor but if it's your brain Mm -hmm. you can't it can't it's it's not even just it's not the brain it's the mind it's it's really the mind in most cases but uh, yeah, there are chemical imbalances at times, but mostly it's the mind that we're dealing with. And yeah. if that's ill, we haven't connected yeah. the same thing for the body that we do that we should do it for the
4: same for the mind, no? Nah? Exactly. Right. Dell, and that's a wonderful mm-hmm. point because the I mean even the diseases are are largely due to stress. Stress is a yeah. big factor. Stress right. and loneliness are, are big factors. Loneliness is even a bigger risk factor to to health than obesity or smoking. You know, so yeah. the disease is a lot a big percentage.
0: Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com/acast,
3: code
4: acast. They're just the diseases that we, you know, that we seek help for are, you know, when when you really look at the roots, you know, it goes back to, to the mind. It goes back to an imbalance. Yeah. In, in our lives and in, in the way our nervous system's are working.
3: Sapping any Britney Spears, my loneliness is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's true, right?
4: There you go. The wisdom of Britney Spears. Yes.
3: Yeah. Dr. Herrera,
2: um, we've noticed uh, there have been a lot of losses this year and even last year, but all the more this year loss of job, loss of loved ones. A lot of people have had to deal with losing a loved one and not being able to give them a proper send off, not being there when they, you know, they left. How does one deal with grief?
4: Mm. Um, yeah, Jelly, You know, when you were starting to ask that question, what came to my mind was prior to the pandemic, and and um, my part of my work, and it it still is, is to to help out um, at PGH. So I'm part of the the pediatric cancer community there. So we we run team team cancer support group, uh, team teenage patients support group for for cancer patients and their parents. And we've experienced so many losses, so many losses Mm. there. Um, You know, I I can't underestimate the the power of community um, in holding grief together. I think grief has really been meant to be held together in community. Um, So not, not pushing away our grief. I think, you know, really, um, you know, acknowledging, acknowledging the grief and giving it time, giving it time to breathe, giving it time to live, um, because there's no timeline to it. So, mm-hmm. so one is giving it the space that it needs, um, to breathe and to live. And then the other one is, um, you know, try to be in community, uh, try to be in community with, um, You know, others who can, you know, share that process with you, your family, your friends. You know, Um, it's when grief is held in community, there's just um, a collective strength that we can draw from that um, is multiplied so many times over.
0: So with community, um, but right now it'll have to be through... Zoom, digital, or uh, sharing uh, online, uh, online, right? Um, I I know family members who've lost. uh, Well, my family member, my me. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Um,
0: uh, We've lost our grandparents, you know, and I I feel that they, uh, the community that they built around them to share in their grief was sharing stories online, you know, on Facebook, right? That's a good way.
3: All you just share all good. Stories. I think that that's what happens. That's what awake is for. Like to, when you yeah. get together, yeah, remember yes. the times with this person, right? But Sama. and oh. then if you can't do that because if your if your loved one dies of COVID, they come to you in a in an urn already. So yeah. you, you but you can still do the practice that Fran was talking about, which was yes. to kind of have like a dinner talking about them. Yeah. Parang right. we need. It's as if we're needing to reassure each other that this person meant a lot, and yes. we can't grieve right. peacefully and and bravely if we don't acknowledge yes. it, right?
4: Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're right. We're not just grieving our loss. We're also grieving the the fact that we can't ritualize our loss, our losses right. in the way we used to. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're needing to improvise, improvise a lot, and commemorations are important. What what we used to do in, in Circle of Hope at, at PGH when we had the loss is to, um, is to you know look at what is it that we so honored and appreciated in this person that we want to continue. What's the legacy mm-hmm. of this person that we want to continue? And what that does, what that did for our community is um, it, it underscores the continuity of life and that we're here to continue the life.
3: That our um, right. loved one has lived, right? Oh, that's nice. I, 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 that's yeah. a that's a great imagery to it, right? Yeah. But, um, yeah, they passed, but the living has to go on. But you need to take mm-hmm. the pause, like to say, "Hey, this person meant something to us." I, I, right. it really, it really struck me because mm-hmm. when I experienced loss in my life, one of one of the things that was hardest is like it feels like you're being pushed down. Like, it's so heavy, and you can't get out of it to the point that it becomes so... Parang, you can't get... but it's it's in your face. And for as long as I resisted it, it became harder.
1: Yeah. And then one day, I
3: just said, let it in. Let yeah. it in. But I was scared because I didn't know what was going to happen. Would I still stand? Would I, like, you know... Uh, not to be not to be graphic, but it feels like yeah. you're gonna jump off a building sometimes, you know, just to get away from yeah. the grief. Because no matter where you go, you know it's there. But the minute you say no, it's okay. Let it in. But that has to yeah. take some sort of courage, right? I'm di kung courage Doc, or or just wala na akong choices. You know, wala na I've tried everything. It's not gonna work. So you're, you're the one I'm most afraid of, come in. And when I stepped into my grief, mm-hmm. I remember crying in my car, like an animal, like a wounded animal. And I was like, I'm so glad I'm yeah. in my car because they can't hear me, but I need yeah. this moment mm-hmm. to cry like this. It's not for other people, but it's yeah. like, my soul was like, Aah! like, you know, but it was a process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, like you need to keep doing it in yeah. steps the thing that helped me deal with that loss was my life is not about that child my mm. life is the bigger my life is my life that mm. child is a part of my life a big part but it's not yeah. my whole life because that's like naging trick sometimes by grief you, yeah. you're tricked into thinking that that's your whole life and now it's gone
4: yeah yeah right they, first of all, I, I want to thank and honor you for for generously sharing sharing your story and, and sharing your heart. You know I I just want to hug you. Well, I'm kind of in tears because I, I feel the generosity of, of your of your sharing of your story and, and that I think it will touch I, I think it will touch many who are listening.
3: Mm. Wow.
4: Um and, and you know we, we we there is there there's there's just an immense you know it's it's an immense journey. Um grief is something that we, we really really need to hold with so much compassion for, for each other and for ourselves. Um but I, I heard you say also, Del, that um when um at some point when you when you're, you know, when you're really accepting of that journey, at some point, there is an opening that's going to allow you to move from resistance to acceptance. And yeah. then um, that acceptance is going to f- allow things to flow mm. um, and allow you to find your life. It's going to renew you in some yeah. way. And then each one goes through his or her own kind of journey through the darkness. Right. The dark night. <laughs> but,
2: okay. <yeah>. Um, <sighs> Dr. Herrera, you know, when you were talking about how to handle grief and reaching out to the community, a lot of people find it difficult to do that. Yeah. Be- especially now that we are in a pandemic and everyone is going through something. Like, ayaw mo nang maka, maging pabigat. Ayaw mo nang makadagdag sa problema ng iba. They feel like, no, I'll just have to handle this on my own because I don't want to burden anyone else with my troubles.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: How does that person learn to reach out and ask for help?
4: Mm-hmm. Um, one is, I mean, we, we wanna think through our assumption, the assumption that I'm just gonna be a burden to others. Mm-hmm. You know, we we might be assuming incorrectly or inaccurately. Yeah. Um, I mean I've certainly felt that way sometimes, but um but 90 percent of the time when I reach out to someone, I mean, some people really feel maybe don't feel ready to, you know, to listen or to be there. And that's OK. Um, I've also learned not to take it personally, um, you know, but um, but it doesn't mean it's it's that way all the time. No. So so we, we need to we need to check our assumptions around that. Um, mm. You know because maybe maybe it's the other way around, you know. Maybe in in fact people feel trusted and honored when we come to them. Yeah. Um, you know, asking for support. Yeah.
3: That's true. Yeah.
4: Sometimes yeah. I ask them to reverse the story. Like if if you were being um, you know, if if you're if a very good friend of yours is thinking that way and experiencing or you know experiencing what you're experiencing, like what what would you What would you want your good friend to do? Like, would they? Would you want Mm -hmm. them to hesitate? You know, coming up to you, or would would you want them to feel okay about it? Mm -hmm. So, rotating the perspective. um, Yeah, question
3: your assumption. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Because if the assumption is wrong, conclusion will be wrong. It will not be accurate. Oh, right. Doctor, this is oh. this question. I well, we we purpo- I think we purposely didn't include their names so that they have a certain amount yeah. of anonymity. Yes. But mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people, because of the time that they've spent at home, means na yung mga problema in your mind or in your past, right? So, this the question oh. is, how do you stop blaming? your parents for your mental health issues. How do we fix it uh-huh. without confronting them? Mm.
0: Huh. Um, <laughs> or do we have to confront them?
4: Maybe there's a grounded way of confronting, right? well you know oh. i'm 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 assuming that that question is coming from an adult because it's different coming from a teenager right yeah. it you know yeah. it can be a different response um you know in, in, in psychology there's this whole theory around attachment that's so so very interesting and beautiful so the way um, we can be insecurely attached securely attached avoidantly attached which is a which can which you know it's something that's shaped in early childhood by yes. our relationships mm-hmm. with our primary caregivers yeah. Yeah. and then it becomes the pattern of relationships we have with others, especially our significant others. And um, we might have wounds in that attachment, uh, in, in that attachment experience. So we might be, in, we might grow up being insecurity attached or avoidantly attached, but um, there are, there's definitely a path towards Gaining secure attachment and um, secure attachment, which means also really good for emotional well being, but the path to that is through reflection. So, as adults, mm-hmm. we need to be willing to reflect on our and our past experiences. Um, not so much from the point of blaming, but from the point of understanding what are the patterns, what are the automatic patterns that get passed on, oh, yeah. and. Um, yeah. How do I now take responsibility for myself to um, create a new pattern? Um, mm. You know, start something different for myself. How, how do I break through that cycle?
2: Yeah. Mm.
4: So, yeah. So, so being honest about what you experienced in the past, if you felt, I mean, especially if there's trauma or abuse, you know, if you were, mm. you know, there were experiences of neglect, and even more nuanced experiences of just the like emotional disconnection, emotional unavailability, right? We, we need yes, to, right. to see it for what it is. We need right. to see it for what it is. Yeah.
3: Because if once you identify that with your parents, yes. then you understand yourself better and why you behave like yeah. that, right? If you have yes. a, mm-hmm. if a connection hasn't been, uh, uh, Connectedness between the parent, the caregiver, and the child. Then the child grows up to be insecure, right? It, 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 they're not sure what to expect because every day is so different. Like I, I can't be sure my parent mm-hmm. will be there. So they yeah. become, and then they, they replicate it once they get into romantic relationships. So it's re- yeah. there's no getting yeah. out of it. It has to be reflection. You parang mulan. Pa ba kibab singer reflection? <laughs> but if you have to look in the mirror. It, that's the boy. DJ yes. in you, Del. Yes, but you do yes. have to look at yourself in the mirror in a way to right. see what… And, and you have to speak the truth. Because until you yeah. gloss over the things that are really hurting you, you won't be able to address the wound, right? That's, that's
4: right. That's right. So truth, I mean, truth is very important to healing. My truth is very important to healing so that the the implicit the implicit the, the invisible becomes visible so that's also the work right. of mindfulness you know that's the informal work of mindfulness um you know we become mindful of these patterns and when we do then we we can make a choice you know we're more free to make a choice
0: so it really is with us and like dell said when you look you take a, a a really good look at yourself because the question was how do how do I stop blaming my parents? It's like well, mm. you should not blame your parents. <laughs> just stop, right? <laughs> right. I mean, I would think right, Doctora. Because I mean, it, it will just keep going on this vicious cycle, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, parang the buck has to stop with you, hey. <laughs> uh-uh.
4: especially if you're a parent. Especially if you're a parent um mm-hmm. because what 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 mind do you want to pass on you know so the more you liberate, yeah. the more you liberate yourself yes the more you you, you know you, you give that as, as a gift to your you know your child um right yeah but maybe sometimes the truth needs to be spoken maybe part of your evolution um part of your healing needs to be you know, to to be able to say that you know I was really hurt by this, and I'm saying this mm-hmm. not to hurt you, but to but because I want to heal, and maybe letting telling you this can also be part of your healing, because they might also be stuck. Um, mm-hmm. So it might also be generous to to be truthful about what you went through.
3: Shaka one series. Like, oh sorry. What? It's t- t- <laughs> It's Just when you understand that your parent is just another human being like you, and and you don't know, even you as a parent, you really don't know which way to go, left, right, up, down. And as soon as you step into that parenting role, you understand your parent almost in an instant, right? Yeah, Mm -mm. yeah, Yeah. Mm -mm. yeah, yeah. Jelly That's protein. right. Okay. Ako
2: na. naman namin malalaman, Doc, if the person who is reaching out really needs help. Um, like, we have listeners who've expressed, what if they just want to wallow in their misery or they just want attention? Because maybe you've already extended a hand but it's still the same thing over and over. How can we tell if a person really needs help? Is really going through anxiety and depression? What are the signs?
4: Um, you know, it, it's it's really hard to um, put put judgment on on people uh, in terms of like um, you know trying to assess whether they're you know they're they're just seeking attention or not. I mean, I, I think the mindset that we can put into that is, you know, what 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 does this person really need? And, and I'm wondering if I'm, you know, I've, if I've given the right kind of help and if I have the capacity to give what this person needs, right? So, so any help-seeking behavior, I think, is important to listen to um, because, you know, people need co-regulation. Um, I think people seek help because they need it but sometimes perhaps what they're seeking isn't maybe they don't realize what they're really needing in the moment right. and so um you know so it, so it's if it's beginning to feel like the helping is wearing you down we need to wear mm-hmm. a, our wise compassion hat and say mm-hmm. and ask what's my role here what's my role right. here and am um, i You know, am I really being effective? Because if not, then maybe what I need to do with this person is, you know, help them link to another support or to another Mm -hmm. kind of Mm -hmm. help.
3: Right. It doesn't have to be us. Uh, Exactly.
0: Let the professionals do it. (laughs) Um, I know, uh, obviously, because it's uh, mental health and and, and in the pandemic is the major, you know, thing that's in our mind, the forefront. But um, there is a good question here about gaslighting. And this is a a term that we've heard more often nowadays. And sometimes I'm like, well, what what exactly is gaslighting? So, Doctora, can you explain? And the question was how to deal with a notorious gaslighter. So let's define it first. Ano ba know gaslighting.
4: Can um Monica, can we yeah, can we uh it might be helpful to think of a, a very specific situation or an experience. Um
3: between couples. No between I, between yeah. husband Kasi and wife. He, mga ganyan, di ba? Boyfriend, girlfriend. girlfriend. Is that it? Okay. Cause because uh, I admittedly, yeah. I'm not exactly
0: sure. So what is gaslighting like the other person is Kind of manipulating your thoughts, It makes
2: you blow up even more.
0: Like he likes
2: to push your buttons, and then you know, That's why I, no. I'm wondering as well.
4: You know, it's it's a term I've heard. It's a yeah. term I've heard, but I okay. honestly, I mean, yes. honestly, I'm I'm at a loss about what it what it actually means. Um,
0: Right. Same here, Doctora. I think that's why I I was like, I'm not sure. Del, do you
3: have a definition? Um, So the most common form, I I see this because I I subscribe to uh, one of the um, psychologists at Red Table Talk, the one that handled Jada Pinkett and Will Smith. She was like the the therapist. And she talks, she has a channel and she talks about narcissists um, Mm -hmm. and how narcissists love to gaslight. So When they deny that you have any cause to get angry, Oh, so parang okay, parang when but, they
0: deny.
3: Yeah, but it's a fo- it's the most common form. It's not the only form, yeah. but let's say nagaawek kayo mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then uh, why were you flirting with that girl? What? I wasn't flirting with yeah. that girl. What? No, more, mostly they'll say what girl? Your imagination. Oh, oh, so parang parang nila sayo. You yes, no yes, no it's yes. not okay. me I didn't do anything yeah. but then they do oh. it as a matter of course like yeah. it's not one event oh. so you it, they make you doubt mm-hmm. yourself so now instead it's of oh. okay
2: uh, yeah. Medical News Today defines it as a form of psychological abuse where a person or a group makes someone question their sanity, sanity. Yep. perception of reality, there or memories. Yes. Um, often, people feel confused, anxious, and unable to trust themselves. Perfect examples. I do not know what you are talking about, or you're just trying to confuse me.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, So I would assume this is between... Let's take it in a, like Dell's um, a, Couples. between, uh, part, yeah, romantic yeah. partners.
4: Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 think that the language for that, that I'm more familiar with is invalidation. Um, uh, there you I, go. I, I, okay. I, there, I, I think that's, that's it.
0: That's it. Yeah. I think that's that's what, what it is.
4: Um, at the heart of gaslighting yes. yes, is invalidation. You know, right. when, when people are okay. coming to you with, um, maybe their emotional experience or their difficulty or their pain. And, um, and it's either dismissed, minimized, or, you know, you're made to feel that um, you made it nope. up. You made it up. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. It's all
4: in yeah. your head. Yes.
3: Uh, That's the line. That's the line.
4: So yeah. Okay. Yeah. And
0: so how, because the, uh, yeah, we've come across people. We've like been that. in relationships so... with
3: people like that.
0: Right <laughs> oh, oh, love. <laughs> now that I think yes. of it, You didn't even know what was happening.
4: Uh-oh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> eh walang term ng gaslighting back then. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. oh, tama. It's a new thing. It's a new lingo or a new term. So, yeah, how does one get out of that nasty situation?
4: Um, you know, it it goes back to self-compassion, but you know, the more precise term, I guess, is self-validation. So, mm. um, but the thing is, so it also goes back to our, our, our question a while ago about, um, what we, what we grew up with, you know, cause yeah. if we grew up with a lot of invalidation, then, mm. um, you know, our, you know, our baseline experience would be that it, it's okay. And so we would, you know, we would put the fault or the blame on ourselves. Ourselves. Yeah. Right. Yes. But
0: yep you're more susceptible to falling yes, for this. Right. Okay. Right.
4: Mm-hmm. And then and which causes a lot of emotional dysregulation because we know we're in pain about something but we can't seem to you know, we can't seem to be able you know, be able to ask for the the help or the the recognition that we need in order to feel seen and heard and helped. Um mm-hmm. so self-validation means you know, being able to um, recognize um, my emotion, what I'm going through. That's difficult for me, and it's just like self compassion. Um, you know, really acknowledging, acknowledging my experience. That um, you know, it's not my fault. It's it's not about you know, it's not about um, me experiencing or it, it's this emotion isn't isn't wrong. You know, right. um, this is this is what's this is what's inside of me and really making space to see that for yourself
2: right right. there's a lot of issues
4: (laughs) thank Thank you you.
3: yeah
2: Yeah. thank you so much for joining us again a year after without hesitation you said yes Thank you so much. But before we let you go, how can they get in touch with you, Circle of Hope? Where can they find you?
4: Yeah. So um, Circle of Hope, uh, we have a Facebook page, Circle of Hope CS, stands for Community Service. And um, we're also, we we have a website, circleofhopecommunity.com. And um, we're actually offering low-fee psychotherapy services now um, for those who would qualify. You know, it, it really depends on... Because um, so, we want to prioritize those, uh, you know, who are really within... Um, who are needing it. Yeah. Um, like you triage know, you have to be low-income. <laughs> yes. <Uh-oh. laughs> yes. Right. And then at We Thrive, um, we have a Facebook page and Instagram. It's We Thrive Inc. I-N-C. Um, So we have clinical services and organizational services there.
3: All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Doctora, and for sharing us your professional opinion about the things that plague us during this pandemic. And we wish you good health and uh, mental health as well.
4: Thank you so much. It's, it's a Thank joy. Thank you
3: so
2: much. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Herrera. See you next year. Uh, Just kidding. <laughs> no, it's a
4: date.
2: 10%. It's a date. <laughs> In person, yes. Yes. (laughs) Thank you, Doc. Thank you so much. Thank you. And don't you worry, we will have all those links on our Facebook page, on Instagram. Thank you once again to Dr. Herrera. And thank you to all of you for sending in your questions. You know, we posted it on Instagram and Facebook. And you guys sent in all of the concerns. You know, you wanted us to be ready for Dr. Herrera. So there
3: you go. What a great micro session we had with her. <laughs> parang parang ina, pinusit natin yung mga tutoong questions natin, no? <laughs> 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 Kunyari, on the guise of ano, uh-oh. sa listen, me listener,
0: asking uh-oh. for a friend. Na, sent <laughs> <tayo>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That was great. Yeah. That was great. That was, this is something that, you know, we should do every Every week, every month with her. <laughs> uh-uh. Oh, thought that's pushing it. Maybe every month we can have her on the show. I don't know. It's just nice to air stuff out, talk to somebody about
3: it. oh with the professional a different perspective. Right? With the professional, with the professional who understands the mind, the brain, and um, yeah, that's actually what I've been. You know, during the pandemic, it's like I'm taking a course. The latest course uh, course, quote unquote, the one I've been uh, really getting into is emotions in the brain. What are emotions? Yes. So apparently, so you think that you are born and some parts of your brain is ready to be angry, be happy, be fulfilled. Mm. Apparently, it's not. So what they found out is that our emotions are really guesses. guesses to what might be guesses. yeah, to what might be going on in a certain situation mm-hmm. so when you're happy your mind is guessing that all all signs point to this being a good day so it's guessing oh. and the one thing though that we can't ever take we can't live with is uncertainty and what it, <laughs> yeah. oh, and then you know this <laughs> pandemic that's what we're dealing with because yeah. We right? were just hoping oh, sige na nga, kahit buwan. Eh, parang, It's been more than a year And the question is Will yeah. it end? When will it end? Right diba? When will so, Fran get her vaccine? So
0: I know So my emotions are in a constant flux Because I'm continuously I'm guessing, guessing And you're not getting
3: answers That's why you're I'm like, like that yeah,
0: oh, oh. That's why I'm like this Yeah
3: Alam Makes mo, sense. I, I liked
2: it simula palang, she already answered a problem I've had. Yung parang you're expected to be resilient, and if you n- right? you're not, you feel worse. Yes. and oh, and girl. I was feeling that all of last year because like um, you know a lot of your friends look like they're thriving, you know, during the pandemic, and here you are miserable, still figuring things out, and I'm like, and then I started to question like, okay, I. Parang wala akong grit, ha? Parang I'm not very resilient. And hearing her say Crazy. that, I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's okay. Oh, oh. Je- Jelly, you've been doing that before pandemic. Oo, nga. <laughs> oh nga. I was about to oh, say. We- <laughs> diba?
1: Okay. Yun yung pala, hmm. It's by
2: nature na pala, sorry. Kakala ko pandemic <laughs> lang.
3: <laughs> kung sisihin ng COVID-19. <laughs> Sa marami niya kasalanan, hindi yan yon. <laughs> oh.
0: But you realize though you do have grit right and
3: perseverance. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay.
2: I, I okay. realized realize
0: so, that later on cuz you
2: know how like when you don't think <laughs> you don't seem to have things going well you start to question yeah. all these things and But you made an Once assumption later.
3: You made an assumption uh-huh. that the people you're looking at you're seeing online yeah. are thriving. Maybe that's yeah. them trying to cope. La-
4: that's
3: yeah, true. this is them thriving, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> <Nee. laughs> Grab it. Um,
0: filter sa IG lang yan. <laughs> <laughs> ma filter. Kukuha ako.
2: And it was oh. so very important? How she emphasized self-compassion, and then what was that? Micro procedures, micro
0: micro practices, and restorative practices. Especially the self-compassion. So, <sighs> it's small things like when when we read that article about oh we forgot to ask her about that language. about languishing um one of the suggestions is to just take a moment your moment a small one small wins hmm. So, those are the micro practices and restorative practices that I think she was, you know, talking about. We have to do it. We figure it out. We got to figure it out. Nobody can uh, figure it out. Nobody's
3: coming to help us. Ba. Ba. It's true. Nobody's coming to help. So, got to go help yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't wait. Don't wait for your savior. You got to uh, save yourself. Yeah.
3: Yes. Prince, Prince okay. Charming is so not coming. <laughs> It's not, it's only in the fairy tales. There's no Disney movie here. He's mowing the lawn, but he's not thinking about you. <laughs> I, sorry. Okay, okay. I, okay. <laughs> wrap up. <laughs> so, Del,
0: do we want to unpack that right now or save it for later? No, I'm
3: good. I'm good. <laughs> okay, lang ako <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm going to be a bigot for you. i And I'm j- teasing you guys. I'm okay. <laughs> si, Ju, na, Jude is like, wrap it up, girls. <laughs> <laughs> Tama, <laughs> just wrap Dela it up. Ma- <laughs> One more, Jude. <laughs> One more, Jude. One more, Jude. I don't know, I don't know. All right. But then, you know,
1: ask for help if you feel like you can't go it alone. Very important. Uh, there are avenues Ugh. out there. Uh, may, may free, may free and rent services. I think so. Up hmm. Psych Service is one that comes to mind. So,
0: Ateneo also yes. Bula Up tao. has a uh-huh, Ateneo. Uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. So and then just a matter of getting the word out.
3: Ah, uh,
0: right.
1: Uh, at, at minsan minsan then, uh, siguro then di ko na natanong kung no, dokno minsan sa socials uh, classes thene. Eh. If yes. if you're you know, de ba para but ko gagawin niyan magiinom na lang ako
3: yeah Gaman. yeah doon sa kanto 'di ba
1: oh ayun na lang i'll just drown my sorrows hindi na
3: maggawa ngayon oo uh-huh. yeah oh right. pinagpipilitan
1: pa ring gawin 'di ba pero <laughs> yeah bartolina uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. So, <laughs> oh wow. That's true
1: Ay. we're uh, reaching out our invisible hands to to y'all somehow uh With having Dr. Herrera a guest as frequently as we can.
0: (laughs) Right. What we're going to do is um, we're going to post the links. I can do it. It'll be on Spotify too, right? So when you see our episode, the links uh, that Dr. Herrera had mentioned will be there. At least you can go and click it. Don't hesitate to click it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll try to make this as accessible as possible. Right. Okay, yun lang. Okay. Na ni Jude Ako pa mag-wrap up? Si Jen. <laughs> and Ako na. Goodbye.
1: See you next time.
3: Ang <laughs> systemic. <laughs> Galit na. He's angry. He's angry, guys. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm like tutur- ano.
3: Nagtuturoan pa kayo eh. Ako na. Tagan pa.
1: Baka may sumingit pa. Na kung ano-ano. <laughs> So I'll just be like, you know, Charlie Brown in the baseball pitch, walking around or standing around with a cloud over his head, hoping for sunny days, uh, which is what we all individually and collectively hope for. Uh, but it's important to get there, to have these conversations uh, from time to time, uh, just to see if, you know, our pulse is, is faint or not.
3: Are we dead our- yet? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <a> In <life>? Hey. <laughs>
3: Let me check. My heart is dead. Whoa. Okay. Bago. Just kidding. <laughs> bago Just kidding. to maba. So far. Because after ko I'm si after <laughs> For the gang uh, Bye, say bye (laughs) let Jude go
1: Monica Francesca (laughs) Jelly Victor In Utah Delamar And from Hong Kong This is Jude Rocha We'll see you next time (laughs) The eavesdrop No filter Off kilter